just as we were worshipping, as we were worshipping and singing, you're beautiful. Verse 4 says, when we arrive at eternity's shore, where death is just a memory and tears are no more, we'll enter in as the wedding bells ring. Your bride will come together and we'll sing. You're beautiful. I just had a picture of the bride coming into that wedding. And we are the bride of Christ. We know that, that we are the bride of Christ. But I just had a picture of looking at the bride from behind, this beautiful dress with the veil and a long train. And it was delicate and intricate, like, um, not satin, not silk, um, lace. It was lacings, but there were holes in the lace and in the dress, in the train. There were pieces missing. And I just felt God said, say to me, those are the people that still need to come into the kingdom. There are people that are missing from his kingdom. And we need to be ready to bring them in, to draw them in, to pray them in, to speak them into his kingdom. So if you've got people on your heart that you would love to see in God's kingdom, you need to be praying them into God's kingdom. The bride, the bride is standing there, but she's not ready for the wedding because she's not fully dressed. There are pieces missing from her dress. And we are the ones who are part of that dress that need to be bringing in the others to make up that beautiful bride where the dress is perfect, spotless, without anything missing. Let's pray. Father, you are such an awesome God. You are such a loving Father. A dad who loves his children. And we are your children. And I thank you for that. I just say thank you, Father, for your love poured out upon us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son. And thank you for your presence with us now in your Holy Spirit who lives within us and is all around us, who leads us and guides us when we pay attention to you. So come now, Holy Spirit. Come and use these words that I've prepared to speak into our lives. To say to each one of us what you want to say. So come Holy Spirit and have your way. I'm your instrument. Use me as you will. Amen. Amen. For the past two years, the first sermon of the year has been on fasting. As, like now, we've been invited by the Vineyard Church's UK and Ireland leadership team to participate in a 21-day period of fasting and prayer. The past two years, our first meetings of January have been much closer to the start of January than this year and preceded the start of the time of prayer and fasting. So it worked out well that I could then speak about fasting. Now, I thought about doing something on fasting again, 
but I just felt God led me in another direction. If you want to find out more about fasting, then please have a look at our website, as the first sermons from 2022 and 2021 are both about fasting. They're also on our YouTube channel for you to watch, if you want to find out more about fasting. Now, I believe God is taking us into a new season. Building on the foundations that have been laid in the, in the life of Grace Vineyard these past few years. God is taking us into a new season as a church. I believe God is a God of seasons. Our Father is a God of seasons. Not just months and years, dates, but a God of seasons. We might be at the beginning of a new year, 2023, but we're also heading to, into a new season in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm. In the natural, we have passed the winter solstice. The days are getting longer. The sun's rising earlier. It's setting later. And we are heading to spring. I mean, we already have a full, fully grown daffodil in our garden in the front. Only one, but it's there. Fully grown, flowers open, looking beautiful. It's looking lonely, but it's looking beautiful. Spring is a season of hope and new growth in the natural world. And I believe it is also going to be in the life of Grace Vineyard, this new season. It's going to be a season of hope and growth. We're at the start of a new season. <clears throat> There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verses 1 to 8. In the ten years that we've been leading Grace Vineyard, We've gone through a number of these times. For those who have been with us from the start, you will recognize some of them. We've experienced births and deaths, planting and uprooting, tearing down and building up, weeping and laughing, mourning and dancing. We've scattered stones and we've gathered them too. These have all been seasons that God has taken us into and brought us through. And he's now taking us into another season. A season of seeing his kingdom come. His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Which is from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. Which is our verse for this term. And it contains our word for this year. Which is kingdom. This is something that God has been leading us towards these past couple of years. When you look back at the preaching series that we have done, they've been building towards this new season 
of the kingdom of God. In 2020 and going into 2021, we looked at the book of Acts, where we saw the outpouring of the Holy Spirit onto God's people and the birth and growth of the church, seeing the extending of God's kingdom into the nations. The next series we did in 2021 was on the Sermon of the Mount. Jesus teaching about how we are to live and act as children of God, seeing his kingdom come. We then did transformation, how our lives are to be transformed to be more like Christ. Last year, we looked at the characteristics of God and the parables of Jesus. We didn't do all the parables, but nearly all the parables that we did do pointed to the kingdom of God. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, giving them a structure for theirs and our prayer life. What we commonly known, what is commonly known as the Lord's Prayer, it says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That's a structure of how we are to pray. It's not something we are to pray repeatedly, which we do do often, but it's a structure of how we are to pray. When we pray, we are listening to and speaking to our Heavenly Father. That's who we're communicating with, our Father in Heaven. He's our Father. He's my Father. He's your Father. He's not distant. He's not far off. He's our Father. And we honor and magnify His name above anything and everything in the world. We are to honor Him at all times, declaring who He is and how glorious He is. When we begin praying and we speak to God in that way and just tell Him how wonderful and amazing and marvelous He is, He loves that. Not because He's egotistical, but He wants us to realize just how amazing He is and how loving He is. And to remember, we made in his image and his likeness as well. Because it speaks volumes to us. It speaks into us that we too are amazing and wonderful. Because we are made in his image and likeness. And if you're struggling with understanding how amazing you are, you need to just remember this. That when you speak about God, how great and mighty he is, you're speaking about yourself because he lives within you and you are created in his image and likeness. He is our Father. Each one of us can know him and call him father. He's far greater than any father that ever lived on this earth. <clears throat> He's always with us and always there for us. I mean, my kids think I'm an amazing father, and I try to be a really good father to them. But my, our heavenly father is far greater than I can ever be to them. And he'll be that to them as well. Far greater than I can ever be. 
God is never distant or withdrawn. He's always ready to listen to us and ready to speak to us if we are ready and willing to listen to Him. And we've got to remember that prayer is a two-way conversation. It's not just us speaking to Him. It's Him speaking to us as well. He is the creator of all things. And He gives us the ability to be creative too. We sang about this in one of the earlier songs today. That He is Father God who spoke into being the sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, and galaxies that we can see and those that we can't see. And He is greater than all of these. He's outside of time and space. And Ray prayed about that this morning before we got together in our prayer time there. He spoke about God being outside of time, and yet we are constricted by time and space. He spoke into being the animals out of the dust of the earth and gave them life. And then, the pinnacle of creation, He formed us out of the dust of the earth. God got His hands dirty when He, when he made us. He formed us out of the dust of the earth. And then he knelt down and he breathed life into our nostrils. He breathed his life into us, into man. He breathed part of himself into us to give us life. To create mankind. We have the breath of God in us. And that's what makes us different from the animals and makes us special. That we were created by God's hands. We weren't just spoken into being. We were created by Him. And then He breathed into us His life. He gave us part of Himself. We are special to Him. And yet our comprehension and understanding of Him is limited. But with that limited understanding, we are to keep His name holy and revered when we are speaking to Him and speaking about Him. He's not just our Creator Father. He's also our Savior and Redeemer. And He has chosen us to be the ones who bring His kingdom to earth to show those in the world who do not know Him what He is like and what His kingdom is all about. And I know oftentimes we mess up when we're doing that. But we continue to do that. We continue to show the world who He is and what He is like and what His kingdom is all about. And don't beat yourself up if you mess up because you are already forgiven. Don't beat yourself up, please. Know that He loves you. We all want to see God's kingdom come and God's, being, uh, God's will being done on earth, do we not? Uh, we all want to see that. God's kingdom come and God's will being done on earth. Because that would solve so many problems in this world. There would be no hate. There would be no wars. There would be no gossip and scandal. There would be love. Because that's who God is. And love covers, over, covers a multitude of sins. Love sets us free. Love gives us life and purpose. We want to see God's kingdom done, come and His will being done on earth. And it's just not just something we, we are to pray, but it's something we are to be involved in bringing about. But to do that, we need to know what God's kingdom is all about. 
We need to know what His kingdom is. We've seen snippets of it when we spoke on the parables of Jesus. But for the next while, we are going to go deeper into what the kingdom is all about. Now, what is a kingdom? That's a good question to ask. We're going to be speaking about the kingdom of God. And I had a look at Collins' English Dictionary, and it defines it in this way. Kingdom, it's a noun. Firstly, a territory, state, people, or community ruled or reigned over by a king or queen. Secondly, any of the three groups into which natural objects may be divided, the animal, plant, and mineral kingdoms. Thirdly, theologically, it's the eternal sovereignty of God. And fourthly, an area of activity, the kingdom of the mind, as an example. Now, we live in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Did you know that was the full title? Okay. We live in the, in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. And King Charles III is the sovereign. He's our king. But he does not rule over us. So we are not a true kingdom in the, as defined by the dictionary. Some of us are citizens of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. But we are also kingdoms. We are also citizens of another kingdom. The kingdom of God. And that's the best one to be part of. That's the best kingdom to be part of. And in that kingdom, it's where God is sovereign and rules and reigns. Our desire is to see that kingdom come to earth and the will of the king of kings to be done here on earth, just as it is done in heaven. We want to see our friends and neighbors who are not citizens of this kingdom come into this kingdom. We have a loving Heavenly Father who wants this to happen too. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayer, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Father God wants all people to come into his kingdom. And he wants us to be the ones to pray for them and to show them the way and invite them to come into his kingdom. Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to be the ones to pray these people into God's kingdom, to speak to them and to invite them into his kingdom? And ask God how to, sh to show you how to do that. Because we all know people that we would love to see part of God's kingdom that are outside of it at this time. Do we not? Let's be praying for them and praying them into God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Some questions for discussion. Firstly, our famous one, what stood out for you in this talk? Second, what season are you going through in your personal life 
Think about that. If you feel you want to share it, share it with those in the group and just explain why. Thirdly, who do you want to see coming to the kingdom this year? Tell one another in your group who you want to see. Write it down. Keep it. Make a record of it and then pray for them. As a group, pray for them and individually keep praying for them. And then let's pray for one another. Okay, pray for one another. If there are any needs, let the group, the table that you're at, know and pray for one another.